Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. Well, I am back after the hugest milestone so far of our family's life. We survived through my daughter's wedding, my firstborn. Uh, As I told you guys on the last episode, I would be not on the podcast for a little bit because we were traveling and preparing and all that. And I literally want to tell you all about it, but I want to bore you to tears. So you'll need to let me know if you would like a future episode detailing the wedding or not really just the wedding. I I had put on Instagram yesterday ideas for podcast episodes. You know, you guys can always, always send me ideas for future topics at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com because I always want to talk about what you want to hear. And one of them was, you know, letting your adult child go and how parenting changes. So perhaps I'll do one about that. But I don't want to bore you guys to tears with like too many details of the wedding. But it really, to look at God's faithfulness through the whole thing, it's just amazing. So if you do want a whole episode dedicated to that, you're going to have to let me know because I don't want to like record this whole episode and bore you guys to tears because, you know, I think it's really cool and amazing and all that God did, but I don't know, maybe you guys don't want to hear about it. So um, I will say everything went extremely well, better than I ever anticipated, you know, a few little things here and there, but overall, like the day, it was cold, but I'll tell you, I did not care one bit because uh, I just felt so warm from the amount of love in that place. And I will say that Steve and I were surprised. One of the biggest, biggest blessings that day was hearing from so many people in my daughter's life, like in her current life now, you know, not like family members growing up or friends growing up, but people that have been in her life since she's been away from us, really, and have them come up to us and say, you know, like, well done, you've raised quite a girl. They were all just had such amazing things to say about Grace. And that was the biggest blessing to just have so much encouragement that day. Um, That was just, that was really cool. But other than that, we were out in Pennsylvania for the wedding for, I was out there for five days. Um, So there's just, it was just amazing. God is so faithful. Everything went off wonderfully. I mean, the engagement was like barely four months long. So, you know, to put this all together. So as I'm saying, if you want to hear an episode where I can really detail all of it, I will. But, you know, to put it all together um, in that short time was no easy task. But I will say that it was really all my daughter and her husband's doing. Uh, We really did not do very much um, besides help them pay the bills. (laughs) But, you know, um, the the specialness of the day and the meaningfulness of the day was, you know, all along I said my prayer was that the day would glorify God. And I truly believe that it did. It was a very special, a very meaningful day. You know, it didn't have all the bells and whistles like some weddings do. But I believe the 
love and the, the encouragement, the meaningfulness of the ceremony, all of that was amazing. So I came back exhausted, um, caught a little tiny bit of a cold, but I'm already on the mend. So if you hear that in my voice, it's literally been less than 24 hours and I'm already feeling better. Um, I just think I didn't sleep literally the night before the wedding, but maybe two hours. I was up at 2 a.m. the night before the wedding. I still couldn't even sleep after the wedding was over just because I was like on that, you know, high, I guess, of the whole thing. Um, I didn't sleep very much at all while I was away. So I was just, I'm physically and mentally, you know, done. But it's all good. And I've been resting a ton. So yesterday I started to feel a little bit under the weather weather in the afternoon. I just laid down. I bombarded my body with vitamins. And today I'm actually feeling quite well again. I feel actually better than I have in a, in a long time. Aside from the fact that my voice sounds raspy, I feel perfectly wonderful. So before I start today's episode, which I am titling No More Junk, we're going to get into that in a minute, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing Christ-centered homeschool curriculum provider. You guys hear me talk about them every week because I truly believe in their company. I um, love, love, love the biblical worldview of Apologia. No matter what subject you are studying, you will get the biblical worldview, which to us is a non-negotiable in our homeschool. We have used their science curriculum. We have used their Bible. We have used their uh, writing curriculum at one time. When my son was younger, they have brand new Bible studies right now. They have math. That's brand new. Uh, We've also used their health and nutrition in high school, which I would highly recommend. It's very in-depth for an elective. Um, And they have uh, traditional textbooks. They have print and digital curriculum. They have online. They have self-paced. They have it all. And they go from K to 12. So go check it out at Apologia.com. I wanted to let you know that right now they're having a sale through November 4th for um, education enrichment sale. So anything that goes with their curriculum, like their student notebooks, which we always loved, especially in the early years, actually in all the years, high school as well. All the extras are on sale right now. They also have a free resource. If you are new to homeschool or you are just thinking about it, you can click at the top of their webpage and get a free resource. They have a ton of free resources, actually. So go check out everything Apologia offers at Apologia.com. I also wanted to mention to you guys, you all know that I run the Simply Living for Him online women's community. We have over 1,500 members at this time. Every month we do all kinds of things. My mission there is to keep uh, to help women to stay in the word, um, to be, you know, daily uh, in the word. And so we provide resources there, scripture writing challenges, scripture memorization challenges. We do Bible studies. We have a prayer group. We have a group that shares, you know, different worship songs. We have just amazing fellowship where the women just talk. Um, And so For November, we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing a month of Thanksgiving and praise. So our scripture writing and memorization are actually both groups are going to be doing the same thing. We're going to be memorizing and writing out four Psalms. And when you join those groups, you get this really beautiful little downloadable printable calendar that you can just hang by your desk or your kitchen or wherever you want. And it tells you what verses that day to write out or to memorize. And like I said, this month we'll be doing both at the same time. We are also going to study 
biblical thankfulness and gratitude. And so it's just this very open-ended study where you join the group and you I'm going to be posting every day in there like different verses or different kind of discussion prompts or resources or things that I'm learning as I study what it means to be thankful as the Bible tells us to. And so I'm expecting to have great interaction with the members as we dig into what the Bible says for thankfulness. So head on over. The Simply Living for Him community is always free. Everything in there is free. All the previous Bible studies, all the previous schedules for writing and memorization, and obviously the amazing fellowship. It is all completely free. So that is going on. And I also wanted to remind you that Last year, no, let's see, early 2020, I wrote a devotional, the Simply Living for Him devotional for less clutter and more joy. It's a hundred page, uh, it's a hundred um, devotions, but it's actually a 400 page book because each devotion itself is a little bit different than a typical like, you know, here's today's devotion, here's a verse, and here's what I have to say about it. What it is, is it's, you know, the verse, and then there's three pages of journaling notes and different things for you to write out and prayers and spend time with the Lord in that verse first. And then at the last page, you'll see what I have to say about the verse. Because quite frankly, what God has to say is far more important than what I have to say. So we designed that devotional, again, for women to be in the Word on their own to study from the Lord. Because what... uh better place, you know, who better to listen to than him. So that devotional is available on Amazon. It would make an amazing Christmas present. I know we're like getting, you know, a little ahead of ourselves when we look to Christmas, but you know, you're starting to see that stuff around. And I wanted to, it actually ties into our topic today because I'm going to be talking about less junk in our life. And you know, that's you know, you don't want to give people just junk at Christmas time, right? You don't want to give people gifts just for the sake of giving. I know I've done that. You know, it's the last minute Christmas Eve, you can't find a gift and you're like, let me get a candle. Let me get a little mug, you know, <laughs> all those things. And they're nice and all, but sometimes you want to give something that isn't going to clutter up somebody's life. And so what better gift than the Simply Living for Him devotional, giving the gift of somebody spending time in God's word. Also, if you're a homeschooler, why don't you ask your husband to get you one of my homeschool books? They are all available on Amazon. There's the simple homeschool journey called home and real homeschool. Those are all available on Amazon as well as you can go to my website and find my uh, e-courses. I have Simplify Your Homeschool e-course and Bible-based homeschooling. They are literally just $15 right now. Full price would be $34.95, but they are on a permanent sale. We mark them down. So that would be another great gift that doesn't clutter up your life, but brings fruit, right? And so I'd love for you to check those things out. You can find everything at simplylivingforhim.com. You can find the books and the devotional on Amazon. um, And I will also link them all in the show notes. So I think that was all I had to say about products and sponsors and things like that. So (coughs) excuse me. Uh, Let us get into this topic today of no more junk. I have a whole bunch of Bible verses in front of me because I was looking up before literally what does the Bible say about junk. And I'm going to talk to you about, you know, junk of mind and body and soul, all of it, right? So it's, let me tell you a funny story. This just made me think of a funny story. When I was a little girl, this is one of those stories that is always told about Karen. You know, in my family, my mom would love to tell this story like, oh my goodness, this embarrassing thing. When I was probably four years old, um, I was at Christmas Eve. It was at my aunt's house. We always went for this great, big, extravagant Italian Christmas Eve every year. 
and I was at my aunt's house and we used to do this like present opening that it just seemed like every year you just waited for this moment to open your presents. They started with the youngest child all the way up to the oldest grandparent. And it took like, you know, as a little girl, I felt like it took hours and hours and hours. Maybe it did. Maybe it took about two hours, but it just seemed like this huge event, the opening of the presents. And I remember this one year, well, everybody remembers this one year. I was about four years old. And, um, I got my big pile of presents and, you know, you open them in age order. So it was my turn. I, I was probably the youngest at that time. I opened them up and I got a lot of beautiful clothes. I got, I remember this beautiful dress from my aunt. She was always big on getting me these frilly dresses. And, you know, I don't think I got any toys. I don't think I got any like fun stuff. It was a lot of clothes and things like that. And so I took my pile over to the side and my mom said something to me about my gifts. And I said, yeah, everybody just gave me a pile of junk. <laughs> and to this day, I mean, my mom, I think, must have been so embarrassed. I was like, everybody gave me a pile of junk. So I don't know. This topic made me think of that. And I forever am repenting of my ungratefulness because as a child who wants clothes who wants frilly dresses I wanted stuff as an adult now I have a greater view of junk really and I've been thinking about this a lot especially as we approach the holidays but more so just in life in general I will tell you and again I'll probably do an episode a lot more you know in the future on the the wedding and you know having an adult child now completely on their own and all that um, but I will tell you, when you go through a milestone event like we just did, like big milestone, you know, I thought graduating her two years ago from homeschool was our big milestone and then sending her to college. This is like far beyond that. And when you go through a milestone like that, you really put everything into perspective again. And you realize like, you know, you can get very distracted and cluttered with all the things going on. You can get... Um, very, um, you know, just distracted, really, you know, by the wedding stuff and the planning and all that. Um, but I really wanted to keep everything simple so it could be meaningful. And, you know, but when you go through this milestone event where it's like, okay, everything we have worked for since we, you know, birthed our first child now you're standing at this milestone where you're looking back. I said this when Grace graduated and I wrote a book about it, The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family, Not Just a Transcript. And I said then, looking back in the rearview mirror over our homeschool journey, everything came in, you know, crystal clear into perspective in that rearview mirror. All of a sudden, I was like, all the things I worried about did not matter. And I saw very clearly what truly mattered. And that's basically what happens, you know, on the wedding day. It's like, all that we have worked for these 20 years, all that we strive for, all that we did, you really see like what mattered most in the end. And I'll tell you, a lot of times we're filling up our life with a ton of junk. And I came home from that wedding and I feel like it's a fresh start because I feel like we're kind of definitely entering this new chapter in our life. We truly only have three children. Oh, excuse me, that was my loud email. I'm turning that off. We truly only have, um, you know, three children now dependent on us. Um, and one of them is away right now this year. So there's only two at home. But I feel like, you know, 
this is truly a new chapter. And going forward in life, you know, I'm probably past halfway through my life. I do not want to clutter up my days or my life or however time left I have with junk. And, you know, simply living for him has always been about getting rid of clutter and stuff. But at the root of that is not just in and of itself getting rid of clutter, but it's, you know, anything that distract, uh, distracts us from the Lord and our true purpose in life. Because our purpose in life is to glorify God. Our purpose is to know him and make him known. And in our world, there is just so much junk that we think is exciting and wonderful and great. And like I said, when you're in this milestone time and you're looking back, it's really easy to see what was junk and what wasn't, what was bearing fruit all those years and what wasn't. And it's a time to evaluate and say, you know what? I only have a certain amount of breaths left to take in my life. Do I want 80% of those breaths to be taken in the middle of tons of junk? Or do I want those breaths to be taken where I am truly living uh, the life that God has called me to? We are so distracted in our world. Our minds are so filled with junk these days. Um, our bodies are so filled with junk these days. I'm never one to be like a big talking about like health and nutrition and fitness. And I'm the last person who should talk about fitness because I don't work out. Um, but I would really like to be healthier, not just like it has nothing to do with cosmetic or trying to be, you know, slim or in shape or any of that. But just for the fact that God has provided me with this body that I am supposed to treat as a temple. And, you know, our culture does not treat our bodies as a temple. And so I want to take God seriously in the word when he tells us, not to put junk in our lives and not to fill our lives with junk and not to fill our bodies with junk. So I have several verses, <coughs> excuse me, written down here that I wanted to um, kind of talk about in in this aspect of junk and what are we, you know, I we could go on forever about filling our minds with clutter, right? I mean, especially nowadays, like social media, it's everywhere. I've talked about this numerous times. I have episodes on mental clutter. You will never feel better after you have scrolled the internet for two hours than you would if you had been in the Bible for two hours. That's just a fact because God's word is life-giving. It nourishes our soul. It is what we are made to feast on. And I don't know about you, but I don't usually feel that great after I waste time scrolling the internet. Now, of course, there's good aspects to it. I love being able to connect with others and see photos from other people's lives and, you know, read edifying things. But usually that's a small portion, if we're honest, about what we're scrolling. Because that stuff is kind of hidden amongst all the yelling and bickering that goes on these days online. That's hidden amongst all the junk that you kind of have to sift through in order to get to the good stuff. Um, and, you know, it's really... If we're honest with ourselves, there's probably 80, 90% junk and 20, 10% good stuff that's really edifying or, you know, something that is good to look at. It says in Philippians 4, 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. 
Now, this verse, sometimes people have asked, I know we had a discussion about it in our online community one time, like, does that mean you can never put anything bad in your mouth? I mean, in your mouth, in your head. Well, I think that this is where we start from, right? The more we meditate on God's word and the more we meditate on good things that are lovely and excellent and praiseworthy and admirable and pure, the more that we meditate on those things, the less we want to fill our minds with junk. Really, the less room there is for junk. Um, And when we have that posture of thinking about these things, then when you're scrolling on Facebook or Instagram, it's not really appealing. When you are filled up with the truth, you don't really want to read all the lies out there. When you're filled up with things that are pure, you don't want to read all that junk that's out there because it defiles your mind. When you are filled up with things that are praiseworthy, why would you want to be drugged down by things that are negative and sometimes quite toxic, right? And so this is a great starting point when talking about no more junk. Use this as a filter and say to yourself, is what I'm reading right now really in accordance with Philippians 4.8? And if not, then hey, you know what? Maybe I don't need to fill my mind with all of this junk right now. If you're watching Netflix or Hulu or whatever your thing is, is this show really helping me to stay in the mindset of Philippians 4 8? Mm, probably not. I mean, I put on a show the other day on um, Hulu, and I don't remember exactly what it was even, but I, I thought, oh, this looks interesting. I think it was something about food, because I've been thinking about, you know, trying to eat better and, and, you know, a lot less of processed stuff and all that. And I was like, this looks like an interesting documentary. I'm not even joking. The first sentence dropped the F-bomb. The second sentence was another, you know, lesser of the curse words. But still, I was like, two sentences in, I don't need to know. This just tells me right here that this is not something I need to watch. Whether they have good information or not, the way that they're presenting it right now is offensive. So I'm sorry, I'm clicking off of it. And so we use our discernment when we have the mind that it tells us to here in Philippians 4, 8. And so be very careful about what you're putting in your mind. And like I said, nowadays, more so than ever, the internet, the social media is filled with junk. And maybe sometimes like we need to take a food fast, we could take a social media fast. And you will find so much peace. You will find yourself not desiring all of that junk. I Like I said, we get only so many number of days in our life. I don't want to waste those hours, minutes, whatever it is, which would probably add up to quite a bit, just scrolling junk when I can be living real life with real people. You know, one of the funny things that's just reminded me, my son is at this gap, Christian gap year program, and they don't allow... Um, electronics, they get their phone, well, let's put it this way, they don't allow them to have their phones at all, only on Sunday afternoons. And so he cannot call me until Sunday, which is fine, because we're used to it now. In the beginning, it was not fine. It was hard. 
They also don't have their phones, so there's no immediate like texting or Instagram or Facebook or anything. They do have access to their computers. So he is able to text me from his computer briefly and just be like, hey, things are okay or whatever. But he's only allowed to do that on certain days. So there's very limited electronics and there's really limited social media because he says when you get your phone on Sunday for a limited time, the last thing you want to do with those precious hours is scroll Instagram. That's what he told me. He's like, I get my phone for a certain amount of time. I want to call my people. Um, I want to you know, text my people. I don't really have a desire to go scrolling on Instagram. And then the interesting thing he said to me was, he said, if I feel the need to talk to somebody or I'm bored rather than scrolling and using my time that way, I would rather go, he said, there's plenty of people here to talk to in person. I would rather go sit and hang out with somebody in person than to scroll online aimlessly. And I was like, hallelujah. He's only been there, I don't know, seven weeks maybe now, eight weeks. And this change was evident in like the first few weeks. So that was really cool. But anyway, I digress. I'm getting off topic, sort of. But I mean, it's true. If you start to fill up less with junk, you're not going to desire the junk anymore. You know, it's just like with our bodies. When we put really good food in our bodies and nourishing food and the food that our bodies were meant to eat, you know how you feel when then all of a sudden you binge on Doritos and a chocolate cake? You feel gross, right? (laughs) It may feel good for the moment, but you start to desire it less. And I think that's the point of, you know, really modifying what we put in our minds is that the more we fill up on the good stuff, the less we will desire the other stuff. It says in Romans 5, 8, I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have it right in front of me, but it says, you know, when you set your mind on the things of the flesh, that brings death. But when you set your mind on the things of the spirit, that brings life and peace. And that's exactly what I'm saying. When you get rid of the junk, the worldly stuff is the junk. Let's put it that way, the flesh, right? When you get rid of that stuff and you set your mind on the things of the spirit and you ask the spirit to control your mind, then you have the life and the peace that you were created to have, to live that way. It's just like in Romans 12 too, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And then you will be able to discern God's perfect will. And so when our mind is transformed by God's word, we won't desire to be conformed to this world We want to be conformed to Christ. We want to be more Christ-like, not more worldly-like. So I believe getting rid of junk really starts in our mind. And, you know, getting rid of the, the stuff that we put in our mind. You know, God's word is what we were created to feast on. It says in Isaiah 55 too, Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen. Listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. We were designed to feast on the things of the spirit. We were designed to feast on God's word. It nourishes our soul. You know, because I was sick yesterday, I was like, I better up all the vitamins and, you know, I'm taking like double everything and drinking tea and drinking tons of water. 
And I made one of those green smoothies with like celery and spinach and, um, you know, all that good stuff. And, you know, you drink that and you, you feel like, okay, this is what my body really is designed to feast on not on the Doritos and things that I kind of want to (laughs) eat or the ice cream in my freezer and this is what nourishes my body like this is really what God designed our bodies to be nourished by he didn't design our bodies to be nourished by Doritos let's be frank I wish he did but he didn't and in the same way he designed our soul to be nourished by his word Like, why would we go after things that don't satisfy like Facebook and Instagram and, you know, Netflix junk and Hulu? Not saying that there aren't good things like you. I never say never on anything. I'm not saying we can't be on the Internet. Look, I work on the Internet. You see me on the Internet. I have fun there, you know, communicating with others. You can't say you can never watch Hulu, but be discerning, you know, about what you put in your mind. So I'm never saying like you can't do any of these things, but. You know, when you are um, feasting on the stuff that your soul was desired to be nourished by, and that starts in the Word of God. You must be in the Word of God every day. You must, it's not even just like, okay, you have to be in it every day, because then people are like, okay, from 9 to 9.15, that's my time with the Lord. That's not what I'm saying. When I say be in the Word every day, please do Don't put it on your calendar and say that you did it, so you did it, and now you're done. That's not what I'm saying. It is like, let it take up residency in you. Let it be something you can't live without. You know, like your water and your food that your body physically can't be without. That is what the word of God should be for your soul. And when you, so it's not just like, okay, you have to be in it every day. So nine o'clock is here and I did my Bible time and I'm done and I'm good. And then I'm just going to go scroll Instagram all day and watch, you know, junk and read junk. No, that is not the point. Because if it's not changing you and transforming you from the inside out, then we're missing the whole point. So when I say you should be in the word every day, please don't hear that as, okay, Karen said to put a word every day, so I'm going to be in the word every day and then check it off your list. No, it's so that you are completely nourished by it. Like it says here, why spend your money on what is not bread and labor on what does not satisfy? The word of God satisfies us in our soul and it nourishes us for each day. Why would we want to go and feast on other counterfeit things that don't satisfy? And so we fill, we fill so much of our lives with junk, internet junk, you know, media junk, other junk. Maybe it's not just internet and media junk. Maybe it's a lot of endless activities in your day. Maybe you're so filled up on running from this activity to that activity. And maybe even some of those activities are service and you're serving the Lord or you're serving church or you're serving others. Those are good things, but they can actually junk up our day if they are not done with the proper heart. And that proper heart starts again in your mind. A transformed soul will serve with the proper mindset. A soul that is not transformed will serve because, hey, look at me, I'm doing all this service. Or there's also that that attitude of like, oh my goodness, I'm so busy, I do so much and nobody notices. 
Those are not actually postures of serving. Self-serving, yes. Those are not acts of service, true service that takes place when you are transformed. And I say this because ask me how I know. There were many times in my past where I served with the wrong posture. It was like, we do so much. We're doing everything. Look at all we do. And that is, you know, something I repent of. And that is not the posture of serving. But again, when you eliminate the junk, you fill up your soul and nourish it on on the things that God provides in his word. And you meditate and you pray and you spend time with him. It transforms you from the inside out. And so all of the activities you do are done uh, from that, you know, nourished soul from God's word and all of the, th- the attitudes, the actions, the behaviors of your day, what you decide then to spend your time on, what you decide to, uh, you know, watch or read or who you talk with or all of those things. All of those things are an outflow of what you start by putting in your mind. So when we talk about no more junk, um, you know, We have to say, you know, what are we putting in our minds? If it isn't glorifying to God, if it isn't bearing fruit, if it isn't, um, like I said, if it isn't bringing glory to God, because ultimately the end game of our life is to bring glory to God. The chief end of man, right, is to glorify God, to know him, to make him known. And so if the things we are spending our time, our treasure, our talent on are not doing that, then that's a clue that it's junk, right? Then that's a clue that we need to get rid of that. Um, It says in Philippians 3.19, their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. Their God is in their stomach. That's like, you know what? These things that the world goes after, you know, it's not eternal. It's something that, you know, is um is excreted really you know like these things are not eternal it's like you eat you know when you eat a meal and you're satisfied and then the next day you're hungry again but god's word and our lives that are lived for him it's completely different because um you know we are focused on our purpose which is to glorify god and you know, our, um, our mind is not set on just immediate satisfaction or immediate pleasure, you know, like, like it is when we go after the things of this world. You know, our culture is completely saturated in immediate satisfaction and immediate pleasure. And oftentimes the eternal things do not have that, you know, instant gratification. But we know the end game that we are building for God's kingdom, for eternity. And so that's another way where you can kind of um, decide what is junk in your life and what is not. So moving forward, like I said, I came home from this wedding with a whole new perspective. Like, you know what? I, I don't want to waste my time on junk. I don't, I I really want to evaluate during the day. Is this something that is edifying? Is this something that is glorifying to God? Is this something that is bearing fruit? And that's something I would ask you all to do as well. Evaluate 
your time, your talent, your treasure, the things that you are doing. Because life is short, our earthly life, but our eternal life is forever. So why wouldn't we invest in those things that are long-term, eternal things rather than what is short? And so um, I'm just looking at some of my verses here. Let's talk a little bit about the physical aspect of this, about getting rid of the junk in our bodies. Like I said, this isn't something I really ever talk about because I'm, you know, I will admit that I love my uh, Doritos and I love my ice cream. Now I will admit too, this is pretty cool. I don't buy Doritos anymore because I just know that I'll eat them all and it makes me feel ugh when I'm done, right? It makes me it feel gross. It always gives me a stomach ache. I'm like, what have I done? And now I can easily walk past them in the store and not feel like I need to buy them because they're on sale. However, I know if I go to someone's house and they have some Doritos, I could eat some. A few. I don't have to go crazy. So that, I would say, is a good thing. I have never been one to get on here and be like, you know, all promoting, you know, organic and non-toxic and, you know, non-GMO and all that stuff because that's just not at all my niche and that's just not my lifestyle. But I will admit that I have been thinking a lot more lately about, you know, Karen, you want to get rid of junk in your life. Well, what about getting rid of like just junk in general, your physical junk? Now, I wouldn't say that we're big, like huge junk eaters, but I do enjoy my ice cream at night. And I don't know if I could give that up. Although, if you guys watch my Instagram stories this week, I've been trying to shop more local at the farm markets. And there's a market right here by me that they have their own homemade ice cream. I'd rather pay double for that and have it be really fresh and good ingredients than the junk that I'm buying at Walmart. So <laughs> that is another way, you know, um, to get rid of junk in our in our, you know, health, because it does tie into the Bible. It does say that, um, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Now, we can take this a little too far in our culture because there's people that, you know, they go, over the top with the healthy eating and the exercise and it becomes like their God. So I'm not saying that at all. But it is something to think about. Am I treating my body as a temple? Am I treating my body well? You know, I've been thinking a lot about like just the products I use, like skincare products or, you know, I'm, I'm all about the cheap. Like I, I don't want to spend a lot of money. But you pay a price, right? When you buy cheap because it's not necessarily good for you. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just exploring a lot of healthier options lately. I'm not trying to like all of a sudden I'm changing our whole lifestyle because I know me, you know, it'll just go by the wayside. It's like the novelty will wear off and I'll just stop. But I was thinking like one thing a month, if I could change, like, hey, maybe I don't, uh, maybe I switch out some of my facial products this month and try some, you know, um, healthier options or non-toxic options. Uh, cleaners, I've never been big on, you know, chemical cleaners. I clean with water and vinegar. You know, I do the very simple um, way like that, but I do use like the laundry detergent. <laughs> I remember back when it was a thing to make your own laundry detergent. I did that, you know, back 10 years ago, homeschool bloggers, you'd made your own laundry detergent or you weren't really a homeschool blogger. Uh, <laughs> I don't do that now, but I am thinking, you know, 
all those fragrances and things that's not necessarily good. It smells great, the laundry, but I'm like, you know what? I think that there's better choices. So I really was just thinking slowly but surely because I want to teach my family to take care of their bodies as a temple, not to worship their bodies, though, but to remind everyone as well what it says in Psalm 139, 13 to 14. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Now, we hear that verse all the time, and we think about that in certain aspects. But what I just thought of when I was writing this down before was like, God formed us, and God knitted us together. And because God is good and only good, he couldn't have made something that would deserve putting junk into it, right? He made us, it says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. So if my body is something that he made and he fashioned, why on earth do I not take care of it like that? Why do I push it to its limits sometimes? Why do I not care about what I put into it? Why do I treat it, you know, poorly? Again, I'm not saying we worship ourselves and our bodies and, you know, go overboard, but we should really say, my body was made by God. And boy, oh boy, that is something to behold. He is only good and he made me. And therefore, I want to treat my body in a good way. And so that got me thinking today as well. Um... And then it says here, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 to 17. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Like these are bold words, right? And so when we have Jesus, it says the spirit dwells in us. We need to really like honor that and really treat ourselves like oh my goodness you know I have the spirit and you know uh, there's like that old saying where people would say like don't don't look at anything without you know remembering that Jesus eyes are looking at it or don't go anywhere without you know remembering that Jesus goes with you but it's true and so to get rid of junk in our lives whether it's mental junk spiritual junk um physical junk, you know, it's important to look at what does the Bible say about how we treat our bodies and how we treat our souls. And right there, you're going to eliminate 90% of the clutter in your life. If you really stop each day in the middle of whatever you're doing and say, is this really bearing fruit? Is this in accordance with Philippians 4? Is this honoring God? Like it will change everything. Is this behavior I'm doing right now honoring God? Is this behavior I'm doing getting sucked into an internet argument over politics? Is this honoring God right now? Is the language I'm using right now honoring God? Am I honoring God in, um, you know, what I'm putting into my body or how I'm treating my body today? Am I honoring God by what I'm watching on Netflix? Am I honoring God right now in how I'm using my time or how I'm using my finances? Or how I'm using, you know, the gifts he's given me. We all have been given different gifts. Let's not use them on junk. Let's use them for things uh, for the kingdom. 
It says in Matthew 6, 33, in the New Living Translation, make the kingdom of God your primary concern. I believe that changes everything. Most people know that verse in Matthew 6, 33 from other versions says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. But I love the, the translation. Make the kingdom of God your primary concern. Because if that's your primary concern, then you're going to automatically eliminate half the junk in your life. Because when the kingdom of God is your primary concern, the things of this world are not. And so I wanted to get you guys thinking today, like in your life, what junk do you see piling up? Don't be like me as a little kid on Christmas and say, I just got all this junk. Well, maybe you want to be like that in your life so that you can discern what is really needed and what is not. Just don't be rude about it like I was. (laughs) But it's true, right? You want to discern. So I would ask you to start evaluating and, okay, I'm going to tell you first, pray about it. Ask the Lord to reveal to you what things need to go and what things he wants to stay. Ask the Lord if you are using your time, your talent, your treasure, the things you're putting into your body. Ask him to reveal to you. Spend time with him. Go to his word and do what I did today. I looked up verses. I literally put what does the Bible say about junk, but you can put clutter or anything like that. And start to meditate on that and then ask the Lord to help you make small changes. Because you know what? If we all say like, you know, I'm not watching Netflix ever again. I'm never going on Instagram. I'm only eating non-GMO, healthy, you know, vegan, all this stuff. We all know how that goes, right? I'm not saying like flip your your life over today, but start to evaluate and ask the Lord, what would be a priority here for me to, you know, get rid of? And what is bearing fruit? And what, you know, what has the most impact on the kingdom? That's how you can evaluate. Does this have an impact on the kingdom or is this just helping me build my own little earthly kingdom? That'll help you evaluate things real quick. I think for most of us, we would see that a lot of the things we're investing our time, talent, and treasure in are for our own earthly kingdom and not the, uh, the kingdom of God. So ask him, say, what, what really has the most impact on the kingdom? What has the most impact for you, Lord, since my main purpose in existence is to glorify you, not myself? And start with that. Start by, you know, going to the Lord every day and asking him to reveal these things. And you know what you're going to notice? The more you spend time with the, with the Lord, The more you seek him on this, the more you seek his word on this, you'll start to get convicted little by little. You'll be doing things in your day and you'll be like, you know what? This is not the impact I want. You know what? This needs to go. You know what? This really isn't that important. God, his spirit will start convicting you and it will start showing you. And take it back to that Philippians 4, 8 that I said at the top of the show. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, <coughs> excuse me, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And then remember, his food is what satisfies. The food of this world is junk. It's here today and gone tomorrow. 
Focus on the food that brings eternal satisfaction. Focus on the word of God. If you are not part of our Simply Living for Him online women's community, I'd love for you to join because this is what we do there. My mission there is to get women into the word every single day to provide resources and things every month to help them do that. Uh, In 2022, praise the Lord, we are going to have in-person events again because I don't know about you, but I'm really tired of being behind a screen. I want real life hugs. I want to real look in someone's eyes and talk. I want to build connections again. We have one event on the calendar in March. I will be giving more information about that soon. It is a one-day women's event. Uh, I will also be doing, uh, I have one event traveling next uh, spring so far booked up, and I am looking to do a Simply Living for Him women's retreat, probably back in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, as the others have been, but I am open to other venues. So if you're listening and you have a church or you have a venue or you have a retreat already that you do with women or you want to start a retreat or you want to bring me there for the weekend to do one, please reach out to me at Karen at SimplyLivingForHim.com because I am all in now for 2022. The wedding's over. My son's off at college. I'm all in to um, get back out there and do what I love to do in real life. Being online is one thing, but there nothing beats, you know, real life, real relationships. So contact me and, uh, you know, make sure that you uh, follow me on social media so that you can be updated when I make these announcements for our in-person events. So I think I'll stop now rambling about all this, but I just, I feel so passionate about, you know, making the best use of our time. That's also from Ephesians, right? Make the most of every opportunity because these days are evil. And so let's get rid of the junk. Let's eliminate that clutter from our lives and let's use our time well and do what we were created to do, bring glory to God. So I hope this encouraged you today. If it did, please share it with a friend. Let me know what you think. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.